Well, hello again. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Narrowgate Podcast. My name is Benjamin Hoover. And, um, you know, so I've been on this kick, which I guess I guess you could say every podcast has been about the human experience. Because um, isn't that what we're all doing, is learning and figuring out what it means to be human and... Um, you know how to how to live out of a true humanity, right? So, um, so I have been on this bent on the emotional realm because the emotional realm is it's integrated into who we are, and it's so vital and it's so important. And our emotional realm has uh, messages; it's a communication system, basically. And uh, and so there's. I think just to simplify, which maybe this is all it is, is there's two components to feelings. Is one, we need to feel them. And then two, um, we, we listen to what they're telling us, right? And emotions are telling us about, in a lot of ways, um, what's happening in our relationships, our relational realm, what might be happening in the world, and what might be happening in us in the sense of, we're overwhelmed, we've hit our limit, um, you know, it's, it's, we need to take care of ourselves. So, uh, so there's a, there's a lot of, I think, dimension to our emotions that is so, so significant and important. And, um, so, yes, so we're going to talk about another human experience. So I'm going to be highlighting on the experience of doubt and I've kind of I guess you could say chewed on the understanding of doubt for some time now Uh, I've found it to be a really necessary beautiful experience of our humanity Um, and when I say necessary I mean it's inevitably happens and doubt is such an important part of change uh, in regards to our own growth, our own belief system, faith, tradition—I mean, all of it—it—it's—it's it's a part of the package, and it's necessary, and it's integral, and it's uh, um, such uh, uh, like I said, it's just such an essential part of changing and growing, and so. Uh, but I think doubt has gotten a bad rap. Really, I think, um, as for many of you know, like I, I am Christian, and and uh, I wouldn't say in the church sense. I would say it's kind of expanded beyond that. Um, I can maybe get into that another time, but uh, but I grew up with that tradition, and uh, and you know, there's things that I've heard in terms of what we call a sermon. Um, if 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 Christianity is not your faith or you know, you don't believe in God or whatever, um, bear with me, because uh, I think doubt is uh, such an essential part of being human, and it's not just connected with faith um, or a particular religious belief system construct. So, anyway, uh, where was I? So, the way that doubt has been talked about is often kind of, there's a bent, in a way, or a tone that strikes me as judgmental, that it's a negative thing, 
I think I've heard one time that's a sin. And, uh, and again, I think people have had such a misunderstanding of what sin is. And I can talk about that another time. But um, anyway, so, so yeah, doubt is, uh, has, has, has kind of a negative tarnish to it and, uh, and a reputation. And so, um, so I want to actually reframe doubt and go into it and explore it and uh, kind of uh, turn over certain or uh, turn over this this uh, inseparable emotional state state of being however you can however you phrase it of of living of being a human so um, so I'm gonna go into that. And I'm going to break that down and talk about that. And I'm kind of doing it off the cuff. I don't have notes, which is probably stupid because I'll probably stumble along anyway. But uh, or or buckle up. Maybe it's kind of enjoyable. Maybe uh, you'll you'll enjoy the ride, the stumbling, awkward, clumsy ride of doubt. So here we go. Now, how how do we simplify <coughs> doubt? Right. And how how do you how do you define it right? I'm I'm not even looking up anything. I'm just going off of kind of my own. This is my own definition of it. But but doubt in a sense is uh is in a sense feeling lost. Like you once believed something, you once saw something a certain way, you um maybe responded a certain way out of that belief system, uh or that that perspective that that. And, and then for whatever reason, I mean, there is a reason, but it, it maybe not something that we can tangibly, uh, break down or entirely understand, but all of a sudden we just start questioning what we believe. Like, why, why do I believe this? It's, it's this moment of, I don't know anymore. And so for anyone who's listening, who's had that, um, which I would hope that probably the majority of us have, um, you know, we encounter these moments of questioning, right? Like for a long time, we don't question maybe the way things were taught, whether it's school, work, politics, um, what our parents are, are teaching us, what faith, you know, or, or faith communities teach us. And, and you know, uh, we kind of just take it in and, you know, and, and it becomes a part of our belief system. But we don't really, like, wrestle with it or uh, seek to understand why we see it in a certain way. Um, and, and for me, growing up, so I'll reference a lot of my Christian faith. You know, growing up, it's like you hear Scripture being quoted, right, from the Bible. You, you hear verses and people say that. But, like, but in a way, they say it... Um, as if they don't really know what it means. They just quote the scripture, but they don't know the deeper reasoning or, or, or have interpreted it or, uh, or have applied it personally um, or wrestled with it, questioned it. And so it's just kind of said in this very shallow, um, unprocessed way. It's just, you know, I mean, I'll see this, you know, you judge me for this, whatever. But the fact is, is some of us may think this, but you're looking at Facebook and you see people 
paste or post quotes from other people and uh you know and i just for whatever reason it irks me um not that the quote isn't beautiful but sometimes it's you know maybe it's inspiring to the person they want to share it to other people fine whatever but but it i don't know it bothers me because i think it's so necessary and important that we really like we really kind of argue challenge wrestle with with what we're being taught told um cuz if we don't it kind of we stay stunted in our growth we actually don't end up developing and and it doesn't end up becoming integrated into us what we're learning and and then we live it out it just becomes kind of the shallow layer uh maybe outer layer but it doesn't ever kind of enter into the heart and so doubt is really actually this beautiful journey of going further of going deeper um and and it's and it's necessary for transformation so doubt i would say maybe happens in two dimensions uh maybe more than that i don't know but i would say doubt is a felt experience right it, we feel lost directionless uncertain um maybe there's a little fear in that too well, no, there definitely actually is fear in that. What, what am I, you know, I mean, fear is paired with the experience of doubt, right? Um, think about it. Like, what we believe, um, I mean, you you look at the world, right? Or even if you look at yourself or you look at faith traditions or whatnot, like belief is obviously a huge thing, right? And we try to, we develop perspectives, theories, assumptions, evaluations about the world, uh, and, and oftentimes we, uh, assimilate our belief system or, or, uh, adjust or whatnot to feel secure, to feel safe, right? Like if I know this, the right things and do, then, then this works out for me, right? You know, if, if, um, I believe that for instance, example, God, uh, you know, sends the good people to heaven and, and the bad people to hell, right? And, uh, and and doing good means, you know, I say kind things and I do the right thing, whatever that is, and, you know, that's that's my ticket. That's my ticket right into eternal life, right? I mean, we've literally built belief systems off of that. And, uh, you know, right, wrong, good, bad. And then what's interesting is then you have someone like Jesus enter into the scene of humanity and flip everything upside down and start challenging our little security system, belief systems that we've manufactured. So anyway, so, and, and, you know, for a time that's necessary to have our beliefs a certain way. Right. Um, but then, but then this ridiculous, frustrating, annoying doubt starts creeping in and now we start questioning things that we've believed the way that maybe our tribe has believed things uh an example would be for me um and, and i've shared this in past podcasts but eventually i started to sit in like church gatherings and I just would feel so anxious and I would feel angry and I'd feel frustrated and I would just start to think inside like, I just, I don't agree with this anymore. I just, 
I, I, I don't know. I'm starting to see things a lot differently. And when, when that belief, that, that perspective starts to change, it is really scary and it's really lonely. And, uh, it's, it's, leads one to start thinking who understands me who gets me who would accept this change in the way i see things in life and um and that is a that's a that's why i call this narrow gate podcast because it's a, it is it's a narrow entrance into something greater and bigger it's a narrow path um you know to see the world very differently to see to 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 encounter it in a in a very unique otherworldly way um it's it it is really uncomfortable so doubt uh just to paraphrase or summarize here doubt is this lost experience i i don't know anymore i no longer see things the way i used to see them and so I, I shared that doubt is an emotional experience and then doubt is also uh, like a cognitive experience or cerebral experience or, you know, a, a thinking experience, however you want to put that, that um, now all of a sudden the way we see things just stops working. We just start disagreeing with that, with, the, with our own beliefs. Um, there's just some malfunctioning happening. And it's actually necessary for change, right? If we just categorize people as they're good and they're bad, um, and we, you know, we then we decide, you know, okay, well, I'm with the good people, and I'm just going to gravitate towards them and set up my nice little security uh, lifestyle, and I'm all good. But then, but then, something infiltrates that thinking that belief and it starts to change and we start to realize wait a minute there's good and bad in all of us the, the bad people aren't just bad there's something happened that impacted them in that way not that you excuse their behavior evil needs to be confronted um atrocities need to be addressed and challenged and confronted and uh i mean obviously yes but you start to see that 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 little safe little belief system of they're on this side and they're on this side just doesn't really work in life because then we have to start looking at our own selves that there there are things in us things in us that are things that are in the people that we deem as bad that just act it out but then there's things going on in our own hearts hate right violence envy um Whatever you name it, right? And so, um, so yeah, the 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 way we start to see things, our perspective, just loses its effect, loses its security, loses its power. And I and 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 so doubt, uh, you know, especially in faith, uh, in 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 religion, faith traditions is. I think maybe more presently than in the past is that the doubt is actually uh, a beautiful part of transformation. If you look in scripture when, you know, Jesus basically says, I mean, not basically blatantly, bluntly says to Peter, you know, you're going to deny me. Right. And Peter's like, no, I'm not, you know, come on. I've already, I've seen 
who you are. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're, you know, you're like, I get it. Like, I'm not going to deny you. And then what happens is he ends up denying him, right? Three times or whatever. And, um, and, and he has this crisis of belief, right? He has this faith. It's part of it is, yes, there's a fear of others possibly. And what I'm reading into this, there's a fear of others and what they believe, but then there's also, I think it's even beyond that is it's this crisis of why, why, who, who is this man that I've walked with for three years? Who, who is this man that I've, I've loved and my love has deepened and his love has deepened towards me and he's taught me so much wisdom and now he's dying and he's going like, what? I mean, you have to think about that, right? This is inevitable. It, it, I've, 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 for me, I've started to question everything. Everything. The way we've seen sexuality, the way we've seen gender, uh, right? Because I'll hear from people, even in my close circle, or, or just maybe kind of here and there in the church, and there's this vilifying of, you know, people having different genders, right? And, and or different sexualities. And I think, man, we're missing it. Because if we look at it categorically and we paint it with this dualistic black-white thinking, then um, then really it sets us up for failure and it sets us up for continual division when sexuality is a lot deeper and profound than that and gender as well. Um, or even marriage. Like I've gone through this experience personally for me of what is marriage, Right. And and I've written a piece on that, and I might post it down the road or talk about it. But um, but I've questioned that because there's people that are in a sense legally married or legalistically they commit to each other, but it's not even really a marriage. There's no sexual intimacy. There's no emotional intimacy, right? But somehow they've you know they made they made the vow, so they have to commit to it. But it's not even healthy, right? Versus there's people that haven't put rings on their fingers. And stand before, or don't even stand before, so they move in together, but they're committed and they're devoted to each other, and they have kids, and they've they've been they've been together for a long time, and there's beautiful, there's just a beautiful connection happening, right? Like, um, isn't that a marriage, right? So, um, or even even things have been challenged for me in terms of of sex when sex enters into the picture in a relationship. I grew up. Um, I wouldn't say from my parents, um, but they definitely expressed the importance of sex and, you know, and, and I think at times they would talk about like preserving that for the marital union and then, and then, uh, uh, and then growing up in the church and the purity culture days, like there was definitely an emphasis on that. Um, but that has even been challenged for me. Um, as to when that enters the picture and why that's important in a, in a relationship, a loving, caring relationship, right? Um, how that's a part of knowing the person. And, uh, and so, so much has been ruptured for me and I've had moments of what the fuck is going on and, and thinking I'm heretical because I'm trying to figure out Jesus and God and, you know, I mean, and, and what love is and, uh, you know, things that I would probably join in with the church before, calling certain things evil or sinful, or we need to take a stand for what marriage truly is. Things like that have just um, have been ruptured for me. 
And I'll be honest, like, I now, I love that that has been challenged in me. I love that that has changed for me. Because I look through this lens of love and being a therapist has really challenged me in how I connect with the people that come into my room, how I see the issues and problems they struggle with and, uh, and, and helping them to connect to themselves, helping them to connect to others in a, in a drastically different way. And, um, and so, uh, so yeah, these, these things, these things, the way I've used to see the world has frayed, um, has, has worn its welcome. And now something else is shifting, something more expansive, something more universal. Um, and again, I just see problems and issues in a very different light. And I see sin in a very different light. And I see and guilt and shame, which is a part of all that. Like, I see that in a very, very different light now. And it's really thrilling. It really is. But, and I'm thankful I have people in my life that are going through the crisis of faith and belief as well. That they're going through doubt. They're doubting. They're, they don't know anymore. Um... They don't, they, they just, they're kind of in this ambiguous, nebulous place of what the hell do I think about? And, uh, and yes, it is scary to be in that place because I want to cling on. Like when this stuff started to change for me, I wanted to cling on to the things I used to believe. This is right. This is wrong. Right. And, uh, um, boy, I, I, I'm pausing cause I was going to bring something up and I, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to right now, but anyway, so I, I started to veer into a thought and, um, anyway, so yeah, so I, I, this doubt is so, so valuable or I guess, should I say invaluable? Like it's, it's. It is, and I keep saying this, it is integral to us becoming different, becoming new, becoming transformed. And the most important thing to do is to allow ourselves to embrace the doubt, to embrace the I don't know, to embrace the fraying of our belief system. Because that is movement towards something greater. Towards a whole new way of being and living in the world. And I wish I could articulate that better, but for now you you get the you get the poor explanation or definition of that. Um but I wanted to kind of help you out that when you start to go into the I don't know, yes it's scary, but it's also exciting. But embrace that it's scary, because it is scary. And embrace that it's exciting, because it is exciting. And embrace that it's also lonely, because it is lonely. And there's grieving involved in that, too. Seriously. I mean, I felt this deep sadness. I felt this fear, this sadness, this longing to go back to what I knew. Sometimes I would say that. I wish I, wish I could just go attend a church service again and just listen to a sermon and, you know, and then just walk out. And, but no. Because the reality is, 
faith, the way we live in the world, the way we connect in the world, it's, it's expansive and it's dynamic and it's changing, it's evolving. Faith is not a stagnant way of being in the world. If we open ourselves up to faith that is changing, that's growing, that's transforming, then, then be prepared for that to happen. And I think that, I think inevitably, all of us get confronted with that. It's just some of us, it, it, it grows to an, a, an obnoxious, annoying degree to where we have nothing to do. We have no other option, I mean, except to just let it in, to let in the doubt. So for those who have a faith, for those who are Christians who are listening to this, um, question, be curious, uh, disagree. Say, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what I believe about that. But it's not something that we, it's, it's this black and white thing of I either believe this or I don't. It's this, why does this exist? Why do we see it this way? Is there another way to see this? Um, and I would say not to get locked down into, into your changing beliefs in the sense of, okay, this is, this is what I believe now and this is all there is. No, there's still an openness to shifting, to it morphing. And um, I mean, that's where I'm at, is that I'm, I'm constantly kind of in this place of changing, of, um, you know, of, of, of things shifting and taking new shape and form in my belief. And so doubt is really a wonderful thing. It's a good thing. It's a necessary experience. And we will continually encounter it. Honestly, because doubt is is just it's the precursor or it's the the catalyst for 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 new growth. So when you find yourself in this crisis of belief, um, know that this is a necessary part of changing, and there's pain in that. And there's struggle in that. And there's wrestling in it. And you know what? Embrace it all. You will experience the polarizing viewpoints, the ambiguity, um, the, the I don't know anymore. Don't try to figure it out or solve it. Let it just come. And what I mean by that is when, when I started to not know, I tried to grapple and try to reach for something and make sense of something. Honestly, you're not going to make sense of it. The sense will eventually come. The understanding will eventually come. But right now, what's important if you're in that place of doubt is to just let it be there. And and allow and be honest. And hopefully you have people around that, that support that, that accept that. Um, so maybe they've gone through it themselves or they're just compassionate in that way and they, they allow you to have your process. Um, but But own it. And, and, and like I said, just welcome it in, embrace it, speak it out, talk about it openly, freely to yourself, to God, if that's who you connect with or, or, um, or to someone else. But again, we can't change without these moments of what the hell 
what the hell do I believe anymore? And, and so it's not something to fight, but yes, most likely you might fight it. Most likely you might go back, but you'll find that when you start going back to what you used to know, to how the way you used to live, it, it, you'll feel anxiety. You'll feel restlessness. You will feel an anger. And oftentimes we might direct that anger towards other people and the way they see it and the way they operated. But really, that's not about them. The anger has to do with something going on in us. That life and the way it's played out and the way it's worked and the way that we've, uh, we've, we've the lens we've looked through, just, you can't do it anymore. So, I hope that this helps you. I hope that this brings meaning to your doubt. I hope that this brings freedom uh, for you to embrace the doubt, the unknown, the unknowing, the uncertainty. Uh, however, whatever language you want to put to it, it has its place and it has its purpose. And And... We need to feel the angst of it. We need to feel the uncertainty. We need to feel that, that God is distant, that he's not even there, that we don't even know anymore. Does he exist? Because if you let yourself go into that embrace and don't try to fashion any kind of security or just, it will lead you somewhere. I promise you that. It actually will lead you probably into a deeper connection than what you realize. Just don't turn away from it. So, I hope that made sense. I hope that was clear. Um, I hope that helps. May you embrace the doubt, ladies and gentlemen. May you allow it to be healing part of your humanity, of you changing, of you becoming greater of it deepening you, of it deepening your roots in life. And may it also transform the way you love and connect with others, the way you see life. Till next time.